Jerry Seinfeld. Good to see you. So it's the New York Super Bowl as far as you're concerned. Where are we now? We're in New York City. But the game itself is in New Jersey. The teams play in New Jersey, Jerry. That's the issue they have. No one cares. No one cares. No. Colin Hanks, good to see you, sir. Pete Carroll, he's the kind of stepdad you dream about. Mm. He's the kind of stepdad's like, hey, man, want to watch a movie with some d***s in it? (laughs) Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Dave Koechner, Paul Rudd. Could you write a comedy sketch for Bill Belichick? This is Ismolik. It's great to be here in New York, hosting Saturday Night Live. We got a great show tonight. Musical guests, Soundgarden. (laughs) Bruce Dern, Jack Youngblood. Bruce, you need to write a book. I did write. I wrote one that was out six years ago. Where were you, prick? Why didn't you buy it? (laughs) Adam Carolla here in studio. A lot of guys have lower back pain. I have upper sack. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because of Rich Eisen. There you go. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special 2014 schedule edition of the Rich Eisen podcast. It came out on Wednesday, uh, the it being the 2014 National Football League schedule. Chris Law and Chris Brockman, you have just received copies of it. We are we are taping this uh, hours before the schedule release show. It's what they call hot, Rich. It's, it is. You li- literally hot off hands. the presses. Uh, I received this about uh, two hours ago, and as I tweeted out moments ago, if you just to date the, the show, uh, if people find the timeline, I, I tweeted out that I've just spent an hour with the schedule in preparation for tonight's show. And as I tweeted, this is not a humble brag. It's a straight brag. <laughs> it's a straight is. brag. And, and, and years ago, when we first did this, on NFL Network, make a television show out of the release of the NFL schedule. We were mercilessly mocked as a young network trying to make something out of nothing, trying to put the NFL uh, on uh, on a in a headline type environment when this is the sort of stuff that's just an agate type uh, piece of information. Especially also since the minute the the season's over. Everybody knows who plays who and who plays who where. Right. Yeah. The opponents for the following season are determined by 14 of the 16 opponents are determined by rotation. That you know who you play, obviously, within your division. And by rotation, you know which division plays which division within the conference and which division out of conference. It's on by a rotation. For instance, the AFC East plays the AFC West this year. The last time that happened was 2011. Last time that happened before that was uh, 2008. So now we know all of that. The only thing that you don't know, who are the other two opponents, and that is based on your order of finish within your division. And so we know who plays who and where because it comes out your division opponents, and I guess it's determined by sheer luck or that's the thing I don't know is how do you determine who plays where? Right. Because you know New England was going to play Denver again, right? And just because it was the AFC East against the AFC West, but they didn't know they were going to play Indianapolis and didn't know they were going to play uh, Cincinnati until those divisions were decided. Of course, yeah. But we, we found out when the schedule came out that, but the home and away thing, that's we knew that New about. England was going to play um, home against Cincinnati, and they knew we knew they were going to play at Indianapolis. We just didn't know that they were going to play Cincinnati 
on Sunday night fo- on on Monday night football scheduled to be Monday or Sunday night football. Pardon me against Cincinnati on October fifth, and didn't know they were going to play at Indianapolis on a Sunday night flex game on November sixteenth. Didn't know that. We found that out on Wednesday when the schedule came out. So we make this big thing out of what people think is nothing, but there's a lot that goes into planning and also knowing what happens when the schedule comes out. You have to play them when you play them. You take a look at who gets to play three in a row on the road, who has to play three in a row on the, on the road, who finishes up where. Because and those end-of-the-season division games end up being huge they like huge. they have been the last it's, few uh, years. It's what, Howard Katz, Mike North, and Jonathan Payne locked in a room there and at 345. Mike North, we chatted with him in prior, uh, he called into our, our show meeting. Over a trillion possibilities for the NFL schedule. The schedule. Wow. There's over a trillion possibilities. And this year was particularly difficult because of various things. For instance, three London games. And what that means is that means there's three teams, six teams that have to have bye weeks the week after. Have to. And you have to figure out where they're playing the week before. It has to be somewhat geographically sound in order to get to London from there. So they have to build that in. Also, the new San Francisco Levi's Stadium. Did you know they can only play games on Sunday there this year? I did not know that. And the reason for that is... Interesting. Public transportation. No, the reason for that is is it's their first year that's there, and most of the parking that's going to be used, it's in Silicon Valley. It's, it's, it's just down the road from the San Jose airport. It's a lot of corporate parking lots that they're going to need to use in year one. So you can't have a game on a Thursday or a Monday because Google's using their parking spots. Wow. You know, there's Google employees. There's awesome. Oracle employees, right? Has that been known before today? Before I, I'm, told I, it you might that? have been, but it really I, didn't I, become germane. As far as I've heard of it, yeah, it I, didn't, didn't, I didn't hear about that. All their either. home games are on either Sunday or Sunday night. For instance, the Levi Stadium debut, because the San Francisco 49ers start the season on the road just to start digging. That's what we're going to do on the show is just dig into schedules as we, as we come up and talk about it. And John Elway. I chat with John Elway on this program and Jim Nance, who's going to be the voice hello, of Thursday friends. Night Football this year. We say hello, friends, to him. And remind people, we had a great one earlier this week. Yeah, Les Need of the out. general manager of the Rams and, uh, and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. So go check that out. But San what? Francisco opens up the season on the road at the Jones Mahal at Dallas. That is a late afternoon Sunday game on Fox. And then they're home Sunday night. That's week two of NBC. Sunday Night Football, they open up Levi's Stadium with the Chicago Bears. So they play all their games on Sunday. And also, they couldn't have a game week seven. You know why? Because there was a Santa Clara quilt show. (laughs) That's a real thing. True story. Mike North, these are also other things. In addition to baseball stadiums that are multi-purpose, where also, you know, or or parking is shared like in Baltimore. Right. Minnesota, we all know. They're outdoors this year at the University of Minnesota. There's considerations about college games, obviously, then. There's also considerations about um, Week 9 in Chicago. The Bears have a, 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 a rugby match on Saturday there. 
Wow. There's a soccer match, MetLife Week 11. Rich, so nothing, the, nothing so moves the needle like the Santa Clara quilt. The Santa Clara quilt show. <laughs> quilt show. So you take a look at week number 11 on your NFL schedule. Week number uh, the 11th weekend, as they would say. The Giants are playing the San Francisco 49ers uh, at home at 1 Eastern time. The day before, there's a soccer game. Now, with the field turf, you don't have an issue. But in Chicago, week nine, there's a rugby match. So it's be a tour is that turf. what the Niners field so, is going to be? Is field so you turf? take a look at that? you take a look at at Chicago week number nine, and um, sure enough, they're on a bye week, along with everybody else who who was on in London the week before, which is Detroit and Atlanta. I mean, and and those things create as you see week nine the number of teams on a bye week. There's six of them. Yeah, that only happens once or twice a year where there's six bots. Uh, on week on nine and week ten, there are six teams each on bye weeks. Also was an, a major issue for the NFL this year while well, figuring out the schedule. One Direction had a tour, has a tour this fall. They're hitting four different NFL stadiums. Oh, my buddy Harry Styles. Creating problems for your <laughs> buddy Mike North and Howard Katz and the rest of the crew. Didn't Drew Brees do a commercial with One Direction? Yeah, and I ran into I ran into Harry Styles at a LA diner at two thirty in the morning. Oh, this is a true story. This I is a true story. Yeah, no, no. Your buddy Harry Styles. So these things are all going into how everything works. Fantastic. And also this year, to keep in mind that's that's different about the schedule is is flex scheduling the normal Sunday night games that are scheduled. You, the league can still flex out of them. In advance, that's weeks 11 through 16 on NBC. There are games scheduled on the schedule right now to be on NBC weeks 11 through 16. Is that unlimited? The, the league may flex out of any of those games 12 days in advance. They have to inform the teams that they've been flexed out and then choose from a pool of games that CBS and Fox have left unprotected when they made their preemptories, they can only protect a handful of games, and they make that decision after week five. That's the way things work. After week five is over, CBS and Fox tell the NFL, I believe it's three games that you, or four games that they need to, that they can't be touched if Hands off. weeks 11 and 16 are, through 16 are flexed out. This year, weeks five through 10 on the Sunday night schedule can also be flexed out. However, here's how that works. The NFL will tell the two teams involved that they may be fl- like say week 6, week 5, week 6. What's the week 6 Thursday uh, Sunday night football game? Let's week just use six, that for as an example. Week 6 is Giants at Eagles. Let's say Eli Manning's uh ankle gives way. Suddenly I know all the Giant fans are like, "Why are you choosing <laughs> what, what, what? us?" <laughs> you go there. Let's just I'm just throwing that out there. Right. Okay? And and suddenly, and Nick Foles uh, has a hamstring issue. Suddenly, it's Josh Freeman against Mark Sanchez. Wow. Week <laughs> six on NBC, where two teams are, you know, two and three or three and two or two and or one and four, right? What? Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Sure. So what the league will do is call up CBS and Fox 12 days before, right after week four is over and say to them, 
Eagles and Giants is in jeopardy. We're thinking of switching out. And CBS and Fox then have 24 hours to call the league up and say, here's the one week six game you can't touch. So is that a couple questions? One, the league is calling them, not NBC. NBC Correct. isn't saying we want. What if NBC, well, NBC wants to might, hold that NBC game? NBC might. My, MB, well, NBC. Which, why would they? Gotcha. I don't think. I don't. Uh, I don't think the NFL. I think let's put it this way: the NFL and NBC will be on the same, same page. page. Okay. Second question is. They can only choose from the afternoon games, correct? The four o'clock games. That's what I. That's no, what they I could choose from the one or the four. They can choose from anything. Uh, I had heard any, just except any for game. except for games. except for well, one o'clock is the afternoon. I know you're talking Pacific time here in your head. Yeah, hillbilly. No, I meant four o'clock. All that's, right, so that is what I meant. But no, you can choose from what. What here's what they say. They call up CBS and Fox and say we're thinking of doing this. You've got 24 hours to tell us one the one game we can't touch. CBS and Fox call back the NFL and say, here's the one game you can't touch. The NFL will then sit there and go, well, from the rest of the pool, you you know, Freeman against Sanchez is still better. We're going to stick with it. And we are no worse, the wiser. We don't even know that it was even being considered about being flexed. Or after the one preemptories are taken – in the 24-hour period, the league looks at the rest of the schedule and goes, well, you know what? That other game is better than the one that we think Giants and Eagles will be flexed. But they can only do that twice in weeks 5 to ten. through 10. Yeah. So the league has to be wise as to what, like, right. you know, do we go ahead and make that switch in week 6? Because that means we'll have one less opportunity in weeks 8, 9, and 10 maybe. So there's a lot of games of cat and mouse that are going well, on. Well, Rich, you picked a good week, week six, because another game that could possibly look as sexy, Cowboys at, at Seahawks. Seahawks. Well, you know, yeah. Cowboys at Seahawks will be the one that, you know. Um, would be protected by CBS. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Cowboys at Seahawks is a Fox game. Fox That's game. another thing, too, by the way. Yeah, another change. There are six games on the schedule. That you can, you know, normally we go, well, that's a Fox game because. Right. And I know we're getting deep here, but that's what this podcast is for. Yep. All right. For those who are somewhat uninitiated or may not be as familiar with the television scene, certainly if you're overseas and this whole Fox-CBS thing doesn't doesn't matter matter. to you because you have a different way to watch your games. The away team, whatever conference that is in, you can figure out which network is covering it. CBS has the American Football Conference package. Fox has the National Football Conference package. Whichever team is on the road, that's the conference whose network gets to cover it, except in six cases this year. They're calling this cross-flexing, <laughs> which sounds like a terrible workout regimen. But I'm also hearing the phrase because networks are being switched. All you need to know is the game times aren't being switched, the game days aren't being switched, just where you normally would think you're going to tune in with CBS and you don't see your team there. For instance... Week one, Bills at Bears. Bills is the AFC team. You'd think that's a CBS game. That one's on Fox. And the reason why they do that is they take a look at the games that CBS would have. Okay? And CBS in week number one in the first opening window, Patriots at Dolphins, Raiders at Jets are going to get... Steelers-Jaguars. Steelers-Jaguars. Well, I mean, those are going to be the ones... At least I'm just throwing it. Patriots, Dolphins, Raiders, Jets, they may get bigger windows 
than certainly Bills and Bears. And Fox doesn't have as many early games, so they just say, you know what? People, will, more of the country will get to see this game when it's on Fox based on CBS. Does this make any sense to you? Yes. So yep. they're switching that. Whenever they see that one network has bigger games in a window, that another game that's on that network in the same window will get to be seen by a fewer percentage of the country that would be larger if it just happened to be on another network. network They're yeah. going to send it to another network. That's happening six times this year. The biggest game that that is happening with, this was an eyebrow razor to say the least, the biggest game that this is happening with is week 12, deep into the season, week before Thanksgiving. Oh, Reds- yeah. Redskins at 49ers. Normally, that's a Fox game. Yep. It's on CBS. And the reason for that is, is you take a look at the other games that Fox has on throughout the day. They, you know, Bucks play the Bears then. That's Lovey Smith's return to Chicago. Packers-Vikings. Packers-Vikings is one that leaps out at you. Lions-Patriots. Qu- question on this. Okay, cross- so those, those are all games that's going to be cross-flexed or since it involves network, they want to, I think they're going to end up calling it net-flexing. <laughs> Wow. Which comes, which you're one syllable away from a major copyright infringement, <laughs> but it makes sense. It's a Netflix. Netflix. It's not a cross flex. It's a Netflix. Both workouts coming to West Hollywood. It is, in, in fact, it, yeah. <laughs> neither of which I think I want to do. Me neither. Um, question. So, with this uh, cross flexing, and we may not have the the full answer to this. Can uh, a game then be flexed by NBC that's tagged for cross-flexing if they want to do that. It's entirely possible, I guess. Double-secret flexing? Double-secret Double. flexing. But the reason, another reason why they wanted to, to, to have cross-flexing or net-flexing is to make sure, as again, the idea to do this is to make sure that games are seen by larger audiences. members of our viewing population and it's not that fewer – it's to – let's put prevent fewer people from seeing games just because it's on a certain network. Right. Just change it to another network and you can get a wider audience. And a perfect example of that is Thanksgiving. You take a look at the Thanksgiving games. What normally happens is each Thanksgiving there is one – either the Lions or the Cowboys play an interconference game because – both teams that are hosting the traditional Thanksgiving games are, are NFC teams, Lions and Cowboys. And if they both play divisional or inter intra-conference games, CBS can't get one of them because you have to have an AFC team on the road on Thanksgiving for CBS to broadcast one year. Last year, Oakland went to Dallas. CBS had that game. The previous year, New England went to Detroit. CBS has the game every year that is inter-conference. This year, with the two teams being possible to go to the NFC uh, North, I I don't know what the two teams were, but they were certainly not as interesting as Chicago at the Lions as your first Thanksgiving game. Because the second Thanksgiving game... These Thanksgiving games are, are loaded. Unreal. off the charts. The NFC North has the first game, Bears at Lions. Then 
Your second game on Thanksgiving is an NFC East game, the Eagles at the Cowboys. You know what? That was the uh, the the uh, the buddy the buddy Ryan game uh, on Thanksgiving. It was the body bag game, not the body bag game. The, the um, bounty game. The, the bounty game. Bounty yeah, game. excuse me. The bounty game. Yeah. was on Thanksgiving Day. A little karate kid in your headlock. Yeah. And then, so basically, CBS gets the Bears at the Lions. Fox will get Eagles at Cowboys. And then NBC's night game is the first of the two meetings between the Seahawks and the 49ers. It's chicken dinner, man. And that's in San Francisco, where they wanted to give San Francisco at least, I guess, one non-Sunday game. You put it on Thanksgiving, nobody's in the Google parking lot, right? They have off. I imagine Google gives their employees off on Thanksgiving. <laughs> imagine kicking so, your feet up with your third piece of pie and your third helping of Thanksgiving dinner to watch the Seahawks and 49 And you're And that's, that's the first of the two games. They play each other two weeks later. Wow. In Seattle on a late window on Fox. Are we burying the lead here with the kickoff game a little? I mean, that's Well, I mean, I just figured that by too. now people have talked about that. Yeah, that's true. But I just wanted to get out there some of the interesting aspects of the schedule. It's different. It's different this year in that regard. Definitely. I mean, again, you've got three divisional games on Thanksgiving. That never happens because to make CBS a home for a Thanksgiving game, there always has to be an AFC team visiting an NFC team. And this year the league said no. And what happens, too, this year on Thursday Night Football, remember, everybody's got to play. Everyone's got to get, to get that orange wedge. This year, that is not the case. Two teams do not play on Thursday night football this year. And uh, those teams are Seattle. They do play on Thursday night on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, uh, on Thanksgiving and also kickoff. I'm just talking about the Thursday night, night package on CBS and NFL Network. And I believe Cleveland is the other. That's not true, actually. Cleveland is not the other. Which one was it? I saw that. I've got all these pieces of paper right here. I shouldn't bring it up unless I don't know off the top of my head. But um, we'll circle back. I know Seattle's one of them, and there's only one other one. And what this means also is that there are teams that double up. The Redskins have two Thursday games, two, Hmm. this year. The Washington Redskins on Thursday night have – where I got their schedule right here – Washington has two Thursday night games. Week four. Week four, home against the Giants, and then um, they have a uh, a Thursday night game, a week four against the Giants, and then, uh, pardon me, they, they don't play twice on Thursday. They play twice on the uh, the package. They have a Saturday game One of the Saturday oh, against nice. the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm glad the Saturday games are back. Yeah, there's a Saturday doubleheader on December 20th. The week Philadelphia 16. Eagles are taking on the Washington Redskins, and the San Francisco 49ers are hosting the San Diego Chargers. And I'm imagining that's going to be the late window game, obviously, since it's on the West Coast. And when do we start going international here as Uh, well? Hold on a minute. Let me get this anomaly here. I've got these anomalies. Hold on a minute. Hang on a second. I know where I saw it. Here we go. Here are the teams that that, uh, Lions and the Seahawks are the two teams that are not part of the Thursday Night Football package. Okay. And the Lions have never played in the package because, again, they don't want to have teams doubling up on Thanksgiving and doing it again, except this year that's going to be true. Uh, of, of, that's going to actually happen. Redskins and Chargers double up this year, but they double up, and like I said, a Thursday-Saturday. They're not playing yeah. two Thursdays. The, the, Cal- the reason, Part of the reason why they also put Chicago on Thanksgiving in Detroit 
is to then put them on the following Thursday night on NFL Network. That gives them a week's rest. It's very rare to have Thursday night NFL Network football games where teams have full week rest. of rest. They're playing the Cowboys. Who also in Chicago. have a full week. First Thursday in December. So, yes, they have a Thursday night game Double. where both, both teams, teams are week. off for a full week before. That happened once before where they took two teams from Thanksgiving and did it again the next week, and it was Green Bay at Dallas in 2007 when Favre was playing Romo. I think both teams were 9-1 and or something insane like that. That's right. And Favre got hurt in the first half of the game, and his backup, Aaron Rodgers, came out, and we were all like, whoa. I remember standing there with Marshall and the rest of the crew in the end zone in the old Texas stadium. And we're like, oh, my. This guy can play football. Chicago at Dallas. Oh, Dallas at Chicago. Pardon me. That's happening. Wow. You mentioned international. And we'll talk all about it with Jim Nance later on. The London games begin week four. Miami at Oakland in London. Mm -hmm. Wow. Then you've got uh, the Lions and Falcons. And you also have the Cowboys and Jaguars. Those are your three London games. Yep. And um, let's just start digging into it. Here's your Thursday night football schedule. Again, the first seven games are exclu- are in CBS and NFL Network simulcast. Nance and Sims are doing them all, by the way. And, uh, and everybody thought, okay, the, the league's going to have to give CBS some good games because the, they want to raise the profile of this. CBS put down a nice chunk of change. Well, their first one's a good one. Baltimore hosting Pittsburgh. <laughs> right out of the gate. They go right to the north. Not messing around. Tampa at Atlanta. That's a sneaky good early NFC South game. Giants at Washington, which, by the way, was the last game of our first year of the Thursday Night Football Package. Tiki Barber was the post-game oh, guest wow. after I believe they beat Jason Campbell in 2006. If I'm wow. my memory serves. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay is the week five kickoff. Week six kickoff, Indianapolis at Houston. Week seven is when the Jets see Revis in a Patriots uniform for the first time. At Gillette, at New England. Week eight, a replay or at least the Broncos hope not, of that stellar season finale that we had of Thursday Night Football this year, San Diego at Denver. Those are the games that CBS gets. Those are the seven. Some superstars, maybe some rookie quarterbacks in those games, Rich, with Houston and Minnesota. You could see Clowney, though, going after Andrew Luck. New Orleans at Carolina is Week 9's kickoff. Week 10's kickoff, a battle of Ohio. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Week 11, Buffalo at Miami. Have, have, have you noticed the theme here yet? Division. Division. Every Division. one of them. Every one of them. Kansas City at Oakland, which we had in our first year of the Thursday Night Football package as well. That was the famous Adam Schefter-Mongerer game. <laughs> You've heard me tell that story oh, many yeah. times on this show. And then we finally get our, our first non-division game. Dallas at Chicago. That ain't bad. Arizona at St. Louis is our NFC West contest that we get this year. Uh, then Tennessee at Jacksonville. We're at Jacksonville again is our final Thursday. And then and then comes the, the Saturday finale, one of which will be on our network, one of which will be on CBS. 
Philadelphia at Washington, San Diego at San Francisco. Either one will take. 14 of the 16 games are divisional. Last year it was 8 of the 13. Again, the Lions and Seahawks are not part of the package. Uh, Redskins and Chargers. There's have always a, Thursday a, a little Saturday. more intrigue when they're division games, in my opinion. That's your Thursday night football. Here's Sunday night football. Kicks off the season of what we predicted in our first show yeah, you, this you week. You called it. Packers at Seattle. Well, I mean, you take a look at they were not going to go ahead and start the season with a rematch of the Super Bowl after the way the Super Bowl went down. Right. Maybe if it had been a closer game. By the way, they just waited three weeks for that. Well, you called both Thursday the kickoff game and the Sunday night game. Well, you know what? I know what I talk about. (laughs) Because that's the first game of the year. I mean, again, they they, could have had the Giants and the Cowboys. They could have gone divisional. They're definitely not going to go the filet mignon of Niners at, at the Seahawks. I feel like we need a show presence for this game. What do you mean? We we need to do a broadcast from kickoff weekend. They're blowing out to the sound up there in Seattle for the kickoff. They do a whole kickoff event now. Oh, okay. Take I mean, the show do, on the road. Take the show on the road. I'm in. You never know where the show's going to be. <laughs> you never know. Packers at Seattle and then the Sunday night, first Sunday night itself with Allen and uh, Chris. Colts at Broncos. Luck. Saddle up, boys. At Denver. And we might as well just quickly hit because we're going to hit this with John Elway later on. Denver's schedule is interesting. Denver starts home with the Colts, home with the Chiefs, at the Seahawks, bye week. Wow. That's their September. Ooh. Could you see them 0-3? No. No? I can. They come off the bye. They're home for Arizona. They're at the Jets. Then they're home for San Francisco, home for San Diego. So And then... And then that's September and October. Five of those games in September and October are at home. They need to win those games because six of their last nine are on the road, including they're one of four teams. Let's get that in equity sheet here. Um, three-game road trip. They're one of four teams along with the Bengals, Rams, and Bucks, to have three straight on the road with no bye week breaking it up. Three straight on the road. Denver is at New England, at Raiders, at Rams. That's the way their November starts. Ooh. We'll talk about it with Elway soon. The Thursday, the Sunday night schedule, week two, is Bears at 49ers, the opener of their new stadium. will be seen by the entire country because, as we mentioned, the Niners start the season in Dallas in the Jones Mahal. That's week two. Alan, Chris, and the gang then head to Carolina for the Steelers at Panthers. That's an interesting week three, throwing Cam Newton in front of the country. And we've talked about this. We talked about this with DJ and Bucky Brooks. I think the most, un, you know, the, the, the story under the radar the most this offseason is Cam having surgery and won't be able to get started until training camp at the earliest. How and- much is he? How much is he going to have? How, how much time is he going to have in training camp? And, and they blow up their receiving right. core at the same time. He has no, nobody to throw to. Tyquan Underwood, your Michigan guy, Jason Avant. Who's and, very good, uh, but he's not, a, he's not a one, and God bless him. Marvin McNutt, all of those other guys, right? Or is it Melvin McNutt? No, it's Marvin McNutt. Marvin from, McNutt. From Iowa. My bad. So, Eagles draft. And, and who they draft. Clearly they're going to draft one, if Absolutely. not two rookies. These are all guys. I mean, we talk about how you have to throw in the offseason, right? With your guys and get you know, have camp. Whatever, fill in the blank of the name of your quarterback. Yep. So Cam's got a big test to start. Is it? Look, we might as well just hit. That's a week three game for Carolina. Yeah, what do they open? Carolina with? opens up with 
I've got their at, schedule right at here. At Tampa Bay. Which is a, a very – that's Lovey Smith's opener and a big start to the season. Their home openers against the Lions. Then they're home for Baltimore and uh, – home for Pittsburgh and at Baltimore. Ooh. Those are the four games – Three. those are the four games that they're going to have to start getting their feet wet with Cam and his receivers. They, st- they started slowly in 2013 and finished strong. Yeah, they might have to do it again. Three and six. Week four, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday Night Football, Saints at Cowboys. Sean Payton at the place where everybody thinks he's going to wind up coaching one day. Or he has a house. There's a house and all that stuff. Saints at Cowboys. That's a big one. Week five, Sunday Night Football. Bengals at the Patriots. That's your first one with an asterisk. It, it, that can get flexed out of. I doubt if they'll do that. But that is uh, that was a... That's a... That's, that's playoff a, matchup recently. No, actually, it's a well, it's a, a it's a playoff matchup. Year. It's a playoff matchup that people expected to have happened. If you remember, the seating was wind w- would have wound up with Cincinnati going to New England if you know the Bolo tie didn't go in and that's and and, yeah, and that, knock them out yeah. and keep them. Oh, for the Marvin Lewis era in the postseason. Andy Dalton saying this week he doesn't understand. He, he doesn't get his detractors. They don't bring up the fact that he's. He is. He does have some great he's, regular season numbers. Third is most pa- third most passing touchdowns in three years in quarterback history. Three years into his career, right? What with like Marino and somebody else, Marino that's very impressive. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, he's like people don't bring that up. Nobody cares about that man. It's the postseason. Winning the postseason. It's the postseason. Yeah, but he took it? a franchise that hadn't been to the postseason in back-to-back years in over two decades there for three in a row. So the playoff matchup that. Many people were expecting to have happened. That will happen in the regular season, week five, under the Sunday night lights that then moves to Philadelphia. Giants at Eagles. That'll be interesting. Week seven, Sunday night football. Niners at Broncos. Get ready. Week eight, Sunday night football. Packers at the Saints. I don't see how any of these are going to get flexed out. No. But we all you always have that surprise though. Well, I mean There's we didn't ex- listen, we didn't Houston expect last year. We didn't expect Eli Manning to stroll into Chicago last year on five, did we? No. Exactly. Certainly not. So on Thursday night football. Week nine Sunday night football, Ravens at Steelers. There's your other Ravens Steelers game. That's week nine. It's funny how those two are out of the way by week nine, but yet Seahawks and 49ers don't play each other till week thirteen for the first time. Week 10, Sunday Night Football, Bears at Packers. In case you're wondering, that is, let's check it out. I don't know these things off the top of my head, but that's the second and final matchup between them. Uh, Packers visit Chicago the last week of September. By the way, when you take a look at the Minnesota Vikings schedule, keep in mind that those games are outdoors this year. So when the Jets visit Minnesota December 7th, Wow, is that going to be That's going to be cold. And when the Bears finish up the season December 28th, three days after Christmas in Minnesota, that's cold. That is cold. The week before Thanksgiving, Minnesota has Green Bay there. And the week of Thanksgiving, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the Panthers are outdoors in Minnesota. Just rolling through it. Week 11, Sunday night football, Pats at Colts. Week 12, Cowboys at Giants. (laughs) Yeah, NBC's plate gets loaded up every year. Week 13 is Broncos at Chiefs. We remember last year, Chiefs were undefeated on Sunday Night Football going to Denver, right? Uh, week 14, Pats at Chargers. Sneaky uh, West Coast start, I don't know. You might, I don't know. Week 15, something's going to get flexed invariably. Cowboys at Eagles. Well, week 16 is Seahawks at Arizona, and we all know the Week 17 game, 
the flex game is whichever game is going to be a win and in, which means you can book Cowboys at Redskins for that game this year. <laughs> or or and Eagles, right? Cowboys is... <laughs> at Red No Cowboys at Redskins is going to be your game two hundred fifty six <laughs> this year. I mean, let's just, let's just write it in stone right now. You've got to be kidding me. But the, the, the Cowboys question, will be playing the somebody. Question, the only question is, will the Cowboys be 8-7 and seven or 7-8 seven and eight going <laughs> that into that is, game? That is the question. Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> this is That's your Week 17 flex finale right now is Cowboys at the Redskins. Could we be seeing Johnny Manziel quarterback the even, Cowboys? I don't even know why the doubt – because each game gets, a, gets a, a number next to it. Right. I don't know how they assign the number next to it, because but that's the game that gets assigned to an official. Like if you're going to be you're, you're official at you're officiating uh, game one ninety nine in the NFL schedule for some reason Jets at Vikings week fourteen has gotten that moniker. I don't even know why because it's not even alphabetically when you take a look at the way the league put out the seventeenth weekend. I don't even know why they just for 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 go ahead just shits and giggles. <laughs> they didn't make Dallas. At Washington, game 256. Just cause. Why not? I know they have to put West Coast games towards the bottom of the docket, which they do in every week for good reason, because it's played later in the day. And you do it by time. They just put that in the 4 o'clock window. Just why not? What, what, what's it to them? You switch it around anyway. To our uh, listeners that are following around and doing a great job explaining it all, go to NFL.com slash schedule because you can visually see all of this. Yes. Uh, and it'll be much easier to follow along some of the dates and times that we've kind of thrown out there. Yeah, and they, they also just for, you know just threw out the postseason anyway. Uh, the, the first Saturday and Sunday of, of 2015 are the wild card games. ESPN has a wild card game that year, uh, yeah. this year. First time. And then um, – <clears throat> Sunday, February first, will be the Super Bowl in uh, in Glendale, Arizona. And the question is, which teams will wind up there? Those are your Thursday and Monday night schedules. And uh, let's get to uh, my conversation with the top man um, in the Denver Bronco organization, talking about the AFC champion Broncos schedule with John Elway. Let's now chat with the uh, man atop the flowchart of the management in uh, Denver, Colorado. He also happens to be a Pro Football Hall of Famer and two-time Super Bowl champion. John Elway joins us right now on Broncos Cam. How are you, John? Do- doing great, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing fine. So let's, uh, let's hop right into this. Week one, you see Andrew Luck. Uh, Luck, as we all know, uh, one of the few quarterbacks to actually hand your team a loss last year. What are your thoughts about your, your week one First game right out of the gate on NBC in front of the whole country against the Colts. Well, we've, we've been on national TV, I think, the last couple of years, so we're excited about it. It's always nice to open on in front of national TV, especially at home in front of our home crowd. And plus, uh, we know with Andrew Luck coming in with the Colts, they're going to have a darn good football team. Like you said, they beat us last year in a playoff team, too. So we know we're going to have to be ready to go that first week. Yeah, and your first uh, two games are at home, as you can see right on the screen. Actually, three of your first four are at home, and you got a bye week, week four. You got a big game divisional against the Chiefs in week two at home, and then the rematch of the Super Bowl in Seattle with an early bye week. What are your thoughts on your September schedule as a whole, John? Well, you know, when you first look at it, it shows, you know, that really means we're going to have to come out of the shoot fast because, like you said, we have three playoff teams. Uh, and with Kansas City in the second week, a divisional game that uh, is, is so important. And then, you know, going up to the, visit the Seahawks up there, the defending world champs. And so we know we're going to have to come out of the shoot fast. You know, that bye week's a little bit earlier than we'd like it, but uh, it falls where they fall. And so, um, you know, hopefully we can get through that those first three and, and have some success there. And, 
and then get uh, get rest in the fourth week. Yeah, your bye week is is early, as you mentioned, in week number four. And because you play five of your first eight at home, that means six of your final nine are on the road. And again, there is no bye week to break that up. I'd love to pick your brain on on that portion of the schedule to finish things up. You know, I think the way that you look at a schedule is the bottom line is, is you know, we got to win those games at home. And so with five, as you said, with five out of the first eight, I think you said at home that, uh, you know, we've, we've got to start fast. We've got to get those games at home. And then hopefully we hit our stride when we go on the road. There's a section there uh, where we have three on the road. We're uh, in, I think, the first of November, that uh, first three weeks of November, we're on the road three in a row. So, you know, it's going to be important to, for us to start fast and then hopefully hit our stride and then uh, play those tough ones on the road. And, and as you know, you have to play tough, play better on the road. And so hopefully we're playing very well by that time. Yeah, that three in a row on the road is kicked <clears throat> off by Brady Manning, 16. Uh, the meeting between your two teams with the, the Patriots, um, and, and kicking off the three in a row on the road, John. That, At least, I guess, in, if you take a look at that, it's not in the middle of it. That's something that, that – is it beneficial that it's the first of the three? Well, I think so. And I think if you really look at it and you try – I guess any time – I did it the same thing as a player as I do now and the fact that you try to look at all the positives in the schedule and obviously – you know, you're dealt the hand that you're dealt, and the schedule is what the schedule is. But I think if you look at New England at the, fr- the front end of that three-game schedule, the other two, the Raiders uh, in, in the divisional game, and then we go to St. Louis after that. And I guess the one positive about it, the, the trips aren't too far. And so, uh, you know, geographically, they're, uh, they're in better situations than having to go all the way back to the East Coast a couple times. John, the extra two weeks to get ready for the draft <clears throat> this year, is that a blessing, or are you just uh, champing at the bit? Uh, it, normally it would be uh, just uh, Thursday night, just one day away we would be right now from drafting what are your thoughts on that well I mean I think we're used to it especially with us with our season as long as, long as it went obviously going to the Super Bowl and our season going into February we kind of looked forward to the fact that we, we have the extra couple weeks so it would be a bit, it would have been nice to have the draft this week but uh, the extra two weeks is going to help us and so it's working out fine for us and um, and your draft board is it set right now no, you know, since you broke that 6-0, uh, your name is not up there yet. So your name, that'll be the first thing that I do when I go back upstairs is uh, get a tag printed out with a magnet, and your name's going right on there. I appreciate that, uh, John, and I appreciate using the word magnet because magnetism is usually a word that is associated with me and my 40-yard dash run, John. So that's an appropriate, <laughs> that's an appropriate use of the word right there. Yes, yeah, and you're going to go right there at the top. I was... Uh, I was glad that you, uh, the, you, you made your goal. I did, and, and it was last year at the Combine you said that I would make your board had I broken six seconds, and I didn't uh, two years right. ago, but I did this year. So hopefully year. you're a man of your word, and I might hear my name as Mr. Irrelevant. I am. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you. <laughs> you do that, John. You do that. You get- uh, listen, we appreciate you spending some time, uh, obviously, after getting your schedule and uh, just uh, a couple weeks before the draft. John, always a pleasure visiting with you. You bet, Rich. You bet. That is, you. that is John Elway, uh, the, uh, the EVP of the Denver Broncos, and perhaps my next boss joining me <laughs> on Broncos camp. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks, John. Take care. Thank you. And after that conversation, uh, Elway was laughing for another 15 seconds more. I could see it off camera. <laughs> Oh, I, I included it. We, the, we, we included his laughter. Well, no, after we were done and the mics were taken down, <laughs> I looked still at Broncos camera. He was, he was rocking further back in his chair laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he you. said, and maybe my next boss. So we got to get him a magnet made. <laughs> you're so you're on the board. You're, you're on the draft board. If I am, if they are really going to go through with it, 
and put my name on the Broncos draft board, I'm going to tell you right now, you will never hear the end of it. Well, before that interview started, you for the- never hear the end. Are of you going to get Elway to text you a photo, or how are we going to get visual evidence I, of this? First of all, let's see if they do it. Patrick Smith, we'll get him to do it from the from the Broncos, the Broncos organization. Yeah, but uh, before the interview started, and you were talking to Elway before it actually happened, they played back your forty. Yeah, well, he, he brought it up. It. He brought it up prior to the conversation. And that's one of those things where you you, you know were moving that day. Yeah, that that's. I, I may or may not have asked him the same question I asked of Les Need: Is your board set yet? No. Just to lead him down that road. <laughs> I may or may not have done that. You had motives there. In the courtroom, Rich, that's leading the witness. I definitely led the witness. <laughs> but again, you take a look at the Denver Broncos schedule, and six of their last nine are on the road. You know who had that? The, the Cowboys a couple of years Cowboys ago years started ago. six of nine on the road. Guess How'd what that they, work out for him? Well, they wound up eight and eight. It's just they go down the – it's the same journey, just mixing up the roads on the journey, just getting mixed up. Yeah, I mean, and, and um, that Where buy are, in week four, that is a rough one. Their December is home for Buffalo, yeah. at San Diego, at Cincinnati, home for the Raiders. So they they end up fairly, fairly strong. I mean, that's that's kind of a – I'm not going to say it's easy. But. And that at Cincinnati is a Monday nighter. That's the Monday night finale on the worldwide it's leader not, It's sports. not like they're ping-ponging all around the nation there in December when they need to be getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, and they're three in a row. Or as you, you heard you say it's not too far of a travel, although Denver to New England is no great great shakes. But at Oakland and at St. Louis, yeah. that's not too far for them. But I'm telling you, that's September. Colts, Chiefs, at Seahawks. Whew. Chiefs are going to have to prove it to me again this year. They're going to have to prove to me. Yeah. Agreed. Yes, they are. Yep. Yes, they are. Their Chiefs schedule. They're home for the Titans at the Broncos at the Dolphins. Monday night home against the Patriots. That's September. October's at the Niners. That's uh, Alex Smith's return. And we might as well hit on a couple of those. Alex Smith returns to San Francisco week five. Deshaun Jackson, his return to Philadelphia week three. That's just the first. And what then, type of reception do you think he gets? Oh, I think, he gets I think he gets cheered. I mean, they cheered They cheered McNabb when he came back. The fans the fans like D-Jax. They're a little frustrated with him at times, but... A lot of folks were scratching their heads why, why he had to go. One of them over here. Some, yeah. Another division foe is going to pick him up. Well, I, they, I'm sure they didn't... They, well, I guess they should have expected that. Um, we mentioned how a week... Um, I believe it is week number... Seven on Thursday night football when the Jets see Revis for the first time. Jets fans see Revis. Week 16. They put the, the Patriots in MetLife against the Jets deep, deep into December. Do you think Revis plays in that game? You mean, will he be healthy? Oh, yeah, right, will, yeah. will, will he be healthy, I guess. When was question. the last time? When was the last time the Patriots took somebody like that? And it didn't work out. Give me somebody. Hainsworth. Hainsworth is not Revis. That was a total flyer. Ocho Cinco's another H- one Hainsworth of those had two. one year where he I'm was the talking most about, about player. You know what Revis I'm talking about. Antoine year. Smith, even. You go back to no, him. And they worked. Randy Moss worked. Uh, every Hainsworth running back, it's worked for him. Corey well, Dillon. Corey Dillon. 
Uh, here's Revis question. will be playing in that Who, game. Who's he picking to the house? Geno Smith it's or a, Mike Vick? That's a good question. <laughs> I, and I don't know how <laughs> that's going to work out. Question, but yeah. every time we sit here and go, how are the Jets going to work out their quarterback situation? It does somewhat shake out in some way, shape, or form in a manner that you don't expect it. By the way, that's the only Jets home game in their final four. Mm. The Jets' December is Monday night home against the Dolphins at Minnesota outdoors. Chris Johnson's return to Tennessee is week 15. Home for the Patriots, then they're at the Dolphins again, finishing Ooh. up the season at the Dolphins Man. again. Um, uh, uh, Jared Allen's return to Minnesota is week 11 with the Bears. And then the one where there's apparently going to be, what is it, blood on the floor, blood on the field, blood and guts? What is it? What 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 was the phrase Steve Smith used? What was that I think phrase? it was blood on the field, I think. Well, it's it's uh, it's going to be a, at least a warmish day in Baltimore when the Carolina Panthers visit week four. Blood and guts. It was blood and guts. Blood and guts? Yeah. That's the blood and guts game right there. Those are the returns that are thrown out there. Let's get to my conversation with Jim Nance right now. We say hello, friend, to Jim Nance. How are you, Jim? <laughs> hello, friend. I'm doing great. I'm excited about this schedule. You know, I'm sitting down. I've got all kinds sure. of paperwork scattered, trying to extrapolate all these uh, different matchups. And I, I, first off, i got to say, you know, you wonder how much would they dilute the product by trying to you know, parcel out all these games. And i got to tell you, they went with the strength. And I'm, I'm really impressed by the game plan here. You've, of course, you've heard of the strategy divide and conquer. I think if there's a theme this year that uh, Howard Cat 11 Thursday night games are all divisional games. The first one that's not a divisional game. It's not a bad one. Is uh, December the 4th, and that's Chicago and Dallas. And uh, those are the only two teams that I can come up with who uh, draw the distinction of having to play two Thursday games. Yeah, and, The Bears and, and the Cowboys each will play a game on Thanksgiving Day, and they'll play, uh, you know, the week after Thanksgiving, they'll play another Thursday game. Yeah, and, and it's going to be neat because they have a full complement of rests uh, coming into that big Thursday night battle. They'll have a full week off. Uh, Washington and San Diego are, are on uh, our docket, uh, Jim, twice this year, except that's a Thursday, and they're both part of the Saturday doubleheader that I know so many fans are going to be looking forward to because that's right in that sweet spot after all the mo- most of the college games are over, and some folks are sitting around on Saturday wishing they could watch some football, and they're going to be able to watch show what, what we're able to put on the air, Jim. Yeah, and there's a San Diego-San Francisco game on the Saturday, too, uh, the week, uh, the Saturday before Christmas. So uh, the Thursday lineup, uh, it, it's it, it's really good. And, you know, if you have me on this show next year, yes. I'm going to tell you, I can't imagine, you can hold me to it, I can't imagine they could do better as far as, like, giving out good games than they've done this year. Very excited about it. I don't think anybody would ever question this is the strongest Thursday night lineup we've ever seen for the NFL. Well, I, I could personally attest to that. <laughs> yes, I, I, I really like some of the, co- the contests that, that we do see, certainly in the, in the early going with uh, the Jets and New England. It'll be the first time that the Jets battle Darrell Revis wearing a New England uniform. And uh, San Diego and Denver last year was our last game on Thursday night. That was a shocker with Phillip Rivers, who's going to join us later live. And, and Jim, I know you're still going to be calling games on CBS You've got the rematch of the Super Bowl. You've got Brady Manning 16 yeah. as well on the docket, Jim. I, I'm, I'm imagining you're excited about calling those games as well with Phil. 
Well, Phil and I, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. First off, there's nothing better than just getting to a stadium about five hours before kickoff and watching it come to life and seeing all the energy just fill up a stadium. And uh, we're going to double up, you know, this season when we have a doubleheader games. And you mentioned it. We have uh, the likes of Denver at Seattle. I believe that's week three. We have, we do have, once again, we just did Brady Manning in the AFC Championship game. We have him again in the regular season at New England. We have Brady against Rodgers. We have New England at Green Bay. We have uh, Andrew Luck against Tony Romo, Indianapolis and, and the Cowboys. So, you know, I, I, there's, there's a lot there to like, that's for sure. Now, Jim, we're excited, obviously, to have you in, yeah, any, too. in any mix with the NFL Network. So it's, it's, it's good times coming up. We appreciate it. I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of that out there on the road and seeing you and, and a lot of the crew. Looking forward to it, Rich. Me too. It's going to be fun. Me too, Jim. Jim Nance, everybody. Jim Nance, Rosella Award winner. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Fresh off the Masters, too. Dude, come on. His, his oh, week every year. row. He's got what? The final tournament? four, final game, Masters. That goes from Saturday to a Sunday. Following Sunday. That's his eight days. So and sometimes he's calling the Super Bowl. Above, Prior to that, above, yeah, once every three years. A couple you, years ago. Once every three him. years you throw the Super Bowl in that. Every year he does the AFC Championship game. This year he's going to do Thursday night football. He's going to do 15 of the – he's going to do all games but one because he can't be in two places at once on that Saturday. So he's calling 30, 31 games. No, these there are going to be some weeks where CBS has a smaller amount of games. He's just going to take that week off. Oh, okay, got it. That's why it would have been very difficult for NBC to have bid successfully for the package. Because if Fox had gotten it, Buck and Aikman, there are certain weekends where Fox doesn't have that many games in their window and they get the week off. Right, but Al. But Al Al and Chris, there's no week off. Yeah, they have it every So, I don't know. You know, it's going to be um, interesting. Some scheduling inequities. As I mentioned, there are four teams with a three-game road trip. Bengals, Broncos, Rams, Bucks. Three teams start on the road with two games. Jaguars, Patriots, and Saints don't play their first home game till week three. Seven teams finish with two in a row on the road. Ooh. Bills, Browns, Lions, Colts, Eagles, Chargers, Seahawks. All finish with two on the road in a row. Wow. Five teams finish with three of their last four on the road. I'd mentioned one of them earlier, the Jets. The Bills, Cowboys, Colts, and Seahawks are those teams. And then one really crazy inequity, a road game after a road Monday night football game, Hmm. meaning you've been on the road on Monday night football and then you have to, on a short week, go on the, go road. On the road again. Hmm. That happens to the Texans, 49ers, and Washington. Do you, so for the- I, I, I don't know if we've left anything else out here. I mean, <laughs> well, we, if we, if, again, if we didn't go over specifically your team's schedule, obviously we're not going to sit here and, and read all 32. Well, we have but- a lot of international listeners. So for the London game, the first one, Dolphins at Raiders. Um, the Raiders play the week before that against New England. You, they just stay right on the East Coast and then fly directly. They I imagine, yeah. They don't travel back because that means the team that has to travel the furthest distance is the Dallas Cowboys because they have a home game the week before. They're the furthest west, uh, traveling all the way to Wembley. 
It'll be odd flying in the bus, right? In the Jerry Jones bus. <laughs> we should get ourselves to London. Dude, please. That would be so great. Please. <laughs> Come on. There's three opportunities this year. I don't just, know how we're going to do it. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag just saying. So we could go, we could tweet it out and say, Ireland, here we come. UK, here we go. <laughs> well, that's the UK. That, that I, is I, the UK. I, I know what the UK is. <laughs> I don't know if you do. <laughs> he does now. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. So good. NFL.com slash schedules is how you do everything. Yeah, uh, the whole I wanna, entire I, I want to finish this up with just a little bit of fun. You guys have your, your week-by-week schedule, okay? Yeah. Um. Week one, which one are you looking forward to the most on su- on the Sunday? On the Sunday, Saints at Falcons open up against each other for the first time again. Last year, remember they opened up with each other. They finished up. The, the game my, went to the last second. My initial is that that Niners Cowboys. It just takes you back to those nineties NFC Championship yep. games. Bengals at Fox. Ravens is a big start. The Ravens start uh, at at home against two opponents. That's going to be a fascinating first five days of the season for the Ravens. They play the Bengals at home, and then five days later, they stay put for the Steelers on Thursday night football to kick off on CBS. I am looking forward to that Saints-Falcons game. I mean, what a disappointing 2013 season for Atlanta. Certainly if Atlanta says, you know, Mike Smith said, if you ask, he said that this week, if you yeah. ask me I'm going to be in the playoffs, I'll say, yes, we I are. Mean, that's certainly a game that you'd think Matt they Ryan always plays well it. at home. you got to have it. You want to win that division, you have to beat the Saints. Certainly you've got to win. It. Your, you got to keep your home turf. Week one, right out There's of the so gate. so many question marks surrounding that team. How about this one, week one? How about this one? Washington at Houston. If the Texans take Clowney, the first guy he's got to chase down in a round would be RG3. And you think about Jacksonville at Philly, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. If Jacksonville be, takes my guy, that's what I mean. Who's going to be our guy? Johnny Who's, Manziel, his first shot might be against Chip Kelly in Philly. The Birds. Oh, man. Or whoever's starting a quarterback for Cleveland. Is it Derek Carr, Blake Bortles, Manziel? Who knows? And what's, at Pittsburgh, Dick LeBeau against a rookie quarterback. And what's the one place in division you as a Patriot fan don't want to go to? What's what? the one place? Well, at Miami. They... Correct. Clearly. You're not going to sit here and go, met life, met life. No, no way. Geez. you got no problem with that. You know what? I mean, for some reason, Miami, the, the, Dolphins, the, the Dolphins have the Patriots number in Miami. Or, or week one at Buffalo is always. Well, that one is always dicey, but you still get your win, Brockman. You still get your W up in Buffalo yeah, more often than not. it's usually a heartbreaker for the folks. The one where it falls work. apart and it doesn't get put back together usually happens in Miami. That's where the Patriots are opening up. The Titans are at the Chiefs. So Ken Wisenhunt opens up in Kansas City. That Vikings-Rams game not jumping out at you week one? That's, no, I mean, let me. Who who knows who the Ram? I mean, could Sammy Watkins? I mean, if Sammy Watkins is the real deal, right? And we're still thinking of the breadcrumbs that Les Snead said he left us on our previous show this week. I'm personally, to me, Cordero Patterson finished December. Oh. You got Tavon Austin, Patterson, maybe Watkins, maybe Bortles, maybe yeah, Adrian Peterson, and we all know. The and the Rams last year had a real tough problem stopping the run sometimes. Here comes Adrian Peterson downhill. Zimmer's first game against St. Louis. That's a really good sneaky early one. Browns at Steelers is a great um, north matchup always. And the Steelers then have to turn around and go on the road to take on the Ravens. And in week number two, let's see. No, the Browns host the Saints. Oh, my gosh. That's Pettin's first home game. Saints and Browns. So, I mean, 
it's not a round robin per se in the AFC North to start. Even it's, Rick, it's half a round robin as the Browns take on the Steelers and the Bengals Raiders take on the Ravens. Jets, Schaub's first game in Oakland. Who's playing quarterback for New York? Taking on the Jets. Schaub's yeah, and then the game. Panthers and the Bucks. Lovey Smith's first game back, taking on the Panthers. Colts, Broncos, and then the Monday night double dip. Giants and Lions, and then probably Berman at the mic in Hotel Arizona. The Chargers and the Cardinals. That's your that's your week one, and then just one more thing. I won't do this because we did this on the on the on the uh, schedule show that we're going to do later on. Week eleven. This is the week that Sap chose. Okay. The week before Thanksgiving. Oh, so that's week uh, week twelve. Week, week before Thanksgiving, okay. he says, is when things really begin to get the nitty and the gritty. Beginning Thursday, November twentieth. Okay. Carolina Pittsburgh. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. You don't know what I'm asking. No, no. I'm just saying who's on the bye week. Okay. Week twelve. There's always a game that you never think is going to mean something, and you never think means nothing. Okay. Let's circle it. Which game in Week Twelve do you think that currently you look at won't mean much, but it's going to mean something? Jets at Bills. Law. That that that's a good one. I mean, the one that jumps out that I think doesn't have a chance, but Gus Bradley in his second year. Jaguars. I was going to say Jags Colts is my choice for meaning something that you don't think is going to mean anything. I don't know. I, I don't mean to jump on that train yet, but they, I just they, they like the moves that Jacksonville made. I like the picks that Jacksonville's they made. They play hard for and Gus, man. if Johnny Football goes there... <laughs> Imagine him running around in the turf Come week on. 12. He's just Come finding on. his stride. Come on. Come on. He's throwing to Cecil Shorts. The third. And give me a game that you think is definitely going to mean something. It's going to wind up meaning nothing. Redskins at Niners. Hmm. Why? Tell me why. I think San Francisco is sort of imploding on itself. I still well. don't believe what we've seen this past month means that much. There may be smoke there, but I don't think there's going to be a fire either this fall. The, either that or Washington is just two. But it will. But, but it'll point. mean something for San Francisco. Sure. You know what I mean? The, the the game that you think means something when you don't think it means anything, you only need one of those teams to be involved. Yeah. The game that you think means something, it's going to mean nothing. I mean, I think both of these teams. A could perfect be example is you remember when the Colts hosted Houston. A few years ago on Thursday Night Football, football, we thought it would be for all the marbles. We certainly didn't think that Indy would be coming off its first win of the season, and Houston will have already clinched the division with T.J. Yates at quarterback. For instance, I mean, that's an extreme example. Um, What about the Monday Nighter, Ravens at Saints? That's going to have to mean something. You think so? Yeah. For the Saints, at least. I think that's going to have to mean something. I think a total wipeout. What's going to be a total wipeout? I mean, this is tough. Cause See, I, I, think, I think St. Louis is on the way up. I think they're going to replace San Francisco. If I had to choose a total wipeout, I'd have to go Jets at Bills. Like, means nothing. Like, forget it. Put it on a milk carton, a 2% game of the week. So all I know is we're not talking I about bowling alleys and planes colliding. This is much better. Titans and Eagles. Titans, Eagles. That's going to have to mean something because the NFC East is going to be that Right. That that track meet slash dumpster fire again. You'd think. Again, game 256, 
lock it in, rip the knob off, Cowboys, <laughs> Redskins. It's currently listed on your sheets. As and I hope one, te- one team is eight and seven, the other seven and eight. On your sheets, technically it's in. known as game 253 right now, but we all know it's going to be game 256. So we good. all know. Winner in, loser out. We all know. Please. We could sit here and say, oh, it's a total mystery, total crapshoot. We all know. Come on. It's over. <laughs> good chat, guys. Absolutely. Um, again, uh, the housekeeping is we've got Les Snead dropping breadcrumbs as to what he's going to do with the number two overall pick in the draft in a couple of Thursdays. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald. Um, the headlines of that was um, he's got his softball tournament this Saturday. Go to LarryFitzgerald.com to help raise funds for his uh, charity organization down in the desert. He also said he would forego a Pro Bowl appearance for a Super Bowl appearance in his home stadium. Yes, Anquan Bolden's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, I, as I, I, I knew he would say that. Plus, uh, the, the headline is uh, he, he turned down a role as a henchman of uh, Chalky White's on the final season of Boardwalk Boardwalk Empire Empire. because he doesn't want to give off the impression that it's not all about winning. He said he only has a finite of time in his career to do what he wants to do on the field. Because when he was on the previous time, we were talking about the same thing. About Lebanon. Well, he said he got the offer, and it was after – it's happened after he came on here and talked about how much he loved Boardwalk Empire. Right. I have to think we we had something to do with it. We're moving the dial. I think so. Well, I can't wait to see what next roles Chris Law and I are going to land. A <laughs> <laughs> couple other things. Uh, use the hashtag REP Mock Draft for standings on Monday. Yes. We've already gotten a Become few the of next those. side. But we heard from Sidebottom. Uh, Sidebottom's yet to get get back to us. He's probably enjoying <laughs> a smorgasbord. Sidebottom. Hold on. Sidebottom is yet to surface. Sidebottom has yet to surface. Sidebottom is yet to yet to come up for air. Sidebottom is yet to rise up. Yes. All of that good stuff. Thank you at Chris Law, at Chris Brockman. I'm at Rich Eisen. For at the Eisen Podcast, go to NFL.com slash schedules. If we did not hit what you want to hear, thank you and peace out. Next week, we've got Bob Saget on this program. Have we have we come closer to landing the Mayock jet? Uh, the Mayock jet is being trying to be. You're tracking it? I'm, we're tracking it, Are you, yeah. are you trying tracking. to avoid another inartful plane? I was not trying to use the word plane at all on this episode, if possible. <laughs> okay. We'll see you next week on this program. Stay listening, friends.